0: Just give it a second out here. god thank you for your goodness your mercy your peace father thank you for all that's able to come in and join with us this even evening and we're able to fellowship in your word eat of your word father to better equip us as to as we go out with our sword in our hand to reach the lost father god thank you for each and everyone that's uh Around or in the household, Father God, we thank you for the healing that you have already said. And each of us with a sore body where uh, our body is just kind of worn out and tired, where there's aches and pain, we say for aches and pains, be gone back to the pit of hell, where you came from, in Jesus' name, because Jesus already paid the price, he said, with his stripes we are healed, and Father God, we thank you for your healing, because we know that you have healed us, and we believe you, and we're going to stand on that fact, Father God. I ask, Father, that each and every one have open ears this evening to be able to hear what you are saying to them and be able to go out and be a fisher of men. We thank you for what you're going to do, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And all those that's on the road, Father, have allow them to have a safe trip home. Stay focused and be able to... Uh, You know, listen to the lesson, but stay focused in Jesus' name. Father, one other thing. I just ask for your protection on each and every one, those that's lost, those that don't know who you are, Father. Thank you for drawing them in. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that draws them in. Father God, we love and praise you. We give you all honor and glory. In Jesus' name, this day we say amen. All right, you all. It is a, a wonderful day. I, I thank God for this day because it was not a, a day that was promised to any of us. It's just a blessing of the Lord that we're able to be able to be alive today. Bottom line: when you look at everything that's going on in the world right now, it just make you sick. It just make you sick, and and I, I don't know if they're just uh, showing. If everything is like enlightened, it's like the cover have been pulled off. Just recently, I think up in Maryland, a young man was just out cutting his grass, just cutting his grass, and somebody just came by and shot him. I mean, the stupid thing, stupid thing. What the enemy is doing now is just killing us off. We're not paying attention to what we're doing, and if God said get out of the way, get. he I means sometimes we need to just get up and get away from the same old mess and just get out of the area. Get out of the way from it. Because if you know that you're living in a bad area and there's always a lot of violence, a lot of people that don't care. God gives us the wisdom if you want to get out of the area, he will make a way for you. He said tell us don't lean to your own understanding and try to try to do this. He said, but in all your way acknowledge him and he'll direct you. He'll tell you where to go, go tell you what to do, how you can make money and and be able to accomplish what you want to do and get out of those areas. Uh this week uh, like I said I was watching the news and this couple of things uh, that I saw and I said, Well Lord, what 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 is going on? What is going on? And he brought me this to this saying. I I, I was praying and this just came to my mind. It was in Mark one and seventeen. And this is the New King's Jer- New King James Version. And this is the whole theme of this lesson, this boot camp lesson today. Now Mark one and seventeen said, Then Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men and in order for us to get more people to know about jesus and, and become part of this kingdom of god we got to draw them we got to get them out we got to get them out of this basket of i i, I call this basket of vomit basket of darkness they're sending in jesus gave us that authority he said come and be fishers of men now the phrase fishers of men was was spoken by Jesus when uh, he was calling two of his disciples, Simon and Peter. Think about this, y'all. Think about it in the natural. Now, Simon and Peter were fishers, fishermen, real live fishermen. You know, to throw that back then, they'd t- take a net and they would throw the net in the water uh, to follow. He, he called them to follow him as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew. Casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishermen. At once they left their nets and followed him. Uh, Mark 1 and 16 through 20 says, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Verse 17, he says, Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Isn't that awesome? Fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Verse 19, when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. 20, he said, without delay, he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat, with the hired man and followed him, now, next verse, another thing, another related verse, is Matthew 4 and 19, if you want to look at that, Matthew 4 and 19, said, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people, that's an awesome, that's awesome, but in this day, in this dispensation, after Jesus uh, left the Acts, Acts 1 and 8, is actually the the version of Acts is when he's talking to us. This is the new thing after Jesus had gone back to sit on the right hand of the Father. Then he, Paul wrote Acts and he, he spoke to the people in one and, 1 and 8 said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria. And the end of the earth. We, we could look at Jerusalem as our hometown. We could look, look at uh, Judea, either out of the state or anywhere all over the United States. To, and Samaria, it could be the surrounding areas, you know, uh, out, out of the state or whatever, across the country. But it said, and unto the ends of the earth. We should take Acts 1 and 8. If you don't know what Jesus was, well, a lot of people don't know. Don't know well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Read Acts 1 and 8. It'll tell you what you're supposed to do. Acts 1 and 8. When Jesus was picking his disciples, he 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 chose those. Some of us, he's chosen to be leaders, to be pastors, teachers. But there still there are those that may not understand that he has chosen you for a specific job. So right now, until you actually grow a little bit more, get mature enough in the word, you and understand what God is doing in your life, Go to Acts 1 and 8 and tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. Now the word witness, in it he said for us to be a witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. Uh, and to the ends of the earth that word witness i looked it up just to have it it's a one who personal knowledge of something a witness is someone that got personal knowledge of it if there there is an accident you were standing on the side of a car accident you were standing on the side of the road and you saw it happen happen you were a witness uh to bear witness means to testify to bear witness to one's religious convictions Fishing, you know, fishing can be real hard work. You are very hard. I, I, I've never been fishing. I actually, well, yes, I have. Years and years and years ago, when I moved to Arizona, we we used to go. There's a, uh, I think, over on Dobson Ranch. There is a, a lake, a man-made lake over there. We've tried to fish, but I, other than that, I'm not. I'm not a fishing person. I'm not. I'm not that kind of a person, you know. But there's an old cliche of our culture that I really do like. Think about this. This is a natural cliche. It said give a man a fish and you feed feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. This is what I'm doing. Today I'm not just gonna you're not just gonna eat one meal and go ahead on. But once you know what the word of God is you're held accountable to do it or don't. If you say, well, I forgot what it says. You can go back on the podcast. If you got, forgot what it says, that's why I said write down the scriptures sometimes. But God holds us accountable. And, and a lot of times you all to be very honest with you. When you have the spirit of God living in if you forget something, he'll bring it back to your remember, remembrance when it's needed. So again, in the natural, give a man a fish. You feed him for a day. Give him a food box. You just give him give, give him enough to feed for a period of time. But teach a man to fish. You feed him for a lifetime. When you learn to work, take care of your own self, you, you can take care of yourself for a lifetime. You don't always have to go stand in line and wait for a box or something. You can do some things yourself. A lot of us, uh, to be honest, honest with you, you can get uh, what they call them old tin tubs. You can get the, those plastic buckets. And some good old soil and some seeds, and start doing a uh, little home gardening. Just have have your little small utensils, not utensils, small containers right outside. Go go somewhere like Home Depot and get those orange buckets, those big uh, five gallon buckets or whatever. They're almost free. They're so cheap. You can start a garden and anything. Learn how to feed yourself. One day, the, the, as we, we see this, you all, in how prices are going up and up and up. So you have got to learn how to do some things, grow some things for yourself. Now, the idea behind fishing, when you're going to go fishing, you, is to know the fish you are looking for. Attract it so you can uh, make make the catch. You want to be able to catch it. I I didn't know many fish names, but some of them I put down. Uh, there's different. There's like a catfish, a bass, a carp, a tuna, tilapia, swordfish, and there's all kinds of all kinds of fish. So if you're gonna go go out to fish, you got to know what kind of lake to go to, uh, and. uh, in order to find what type of fish is living into that water. Way back in, I, I think I'll even go even further back. I would say back in the late 80s and before then, uh, I was sent out to do some fishing. But the the waters that I went into, the type of fish that was in those waters were the homeless, the drug-addicted people, the uh, the homeless, the mentally handicapped people, the angry people, abused people, Confused people. Those are the people that I went fishing for. That's that's what God told me to do. Those are the kind of people He sent me out to fish for. And and uh, but now, in order to catch a fish, you must know the equipment to use, and you you have to know the habitat, of the depth of the water we are fishing in, as well as the kind of bait the fish would go you'll go after. Now you you, you got to know this in order to do real fishing. I'm talking about in the natural. Then I'm going to talk about the spiritual. And it depends on what type of bait. You know, back back in Jesus' time, they just had a great big old net. We're going to watch some of these movies or video and see the great big old nets. They were serious about fishing. Fishing. They would throw their nets out, and so you had to be strong. You've, you've seen how fishermen they fought strong with some muscles and they had to throw this net out today we we have uh they still have the nets I've seen them catch those uh those crabs and and those, those other stuff they catch that, that I don't care for but uh today I mostly see the fishermen uses uses rods to uh uh reach them and you got to have a good rod got to have a very good rod. Now, what, what uh, God has asked us to do is to make disciples of all nations. And that's Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen 18 through to 24. We're going to read that. Now, just as we need equipment to be fishermen, we need equipment to be a fisherman fisher of men. We need to be equipped when we go out to be a fisher of men. Now, the first thing we need to do is to have the armor of God on. When these fishers go out, they always have like a life vest on, have some boots and some have boots up to their knees because they get down, they get down and dirty, they get in the water. They have padded clothes on, uh, warm clothing, most of them you see got gloves on and also they're they ready. They're ready when they, this is go out naked like got shorts on and getting ready to go do hardcore fishing, deep, what they say, deep water fishing. You got to be totally equipped to go out in those areas. Now, Matthew's 28, 18 through 20, if you will get that. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Now, Jesus came, it says, starts out, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I'm going to read that one again. When we go out into these areas, you all know that you're not alone. You have the Spirit of God living in you. And, you, and Jesus has already told us to go out. He told us up in, in Acts 1 and 8, we need to go out. We can't just sit in the house and looking at TV all the time and thinking you're doing something. After a while, you're going to get sick. I'm sorry. You will get sick of it. You get bored. But if you're so complacent and it doesn't bother you, you're not being, you're called disobedient. If you know you're supposed to go you and you're not doing, you're disobedient, bottom line. That's what the word says. Again, I'll read this. He said, and uh, verse 20 said, And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the earth. Uh, let's look at uh, Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 18. Here, we're talking about the armor of God. When these fishermen go out in the natural, as I said, they're equipped. They've got the right kind of equipment on they want to make sure they're protected from the the wilds of, of, of uh, and the diversity that comes with the water, and they, they might step on rocks or snakes or whatever. But they have their armor; they have a protection on, them. and we have protection. And it says now, verse ten: Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 14 says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The belt of truth uh, buckled around your waist. Now this is part of the armor. With the the breastplate of righteousness in your place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that covers from the gospel of peace. This is the armor of God I'm talking about. In verse 16, it said, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. I know some of you may may get kind of tired of hearing me saying it, but I'm gonna say it forever because this is my testimony. God gave me this testimony back in. Uh, I was thinking today with my sister. I, I you know, like, um, uh, you know, them. I forgot the pure of date when this happened, but in Lord, said, in nineteen, I think it was nineteen around November nine November in early nineteen. I was uh yeah, it was around November there early nineteen. I I went to. Uh, a friend of mine's uh, anniversary, and then after the anniversary, Marquette took me over to see my brother, and when I went to see my brother, I fell again from a previous uh, injury I had had for about three months, and so when that injury happened again, this time it hurt, but it didn't hurt for his mother, but after that, things got worse. He was ill, and he eventually end up uh, passing away in December. But this is one thing that I know you all. Those days when I sat in the hospital with him, the enemy came and the enemy shot an arrow with me. The enemy didn't like the fact that I was going to do something they didn't like. They didn't like it. So they shot flaming arrows. And so it took a while and it only took until I actually... Three months after I buried my brother and come back home, that's when the enemy really struck because I had other things going on in the family with my grandson. So the enemy didn't like it. So it's real in this world. The enemy don't like what we're doing. It's it's not it's not that you just we, we have to ignore things. But the enemy don't like what you're doing. They always want to stop you. They want they want people that's in darkness. They don't want them to come out of that darkness. They could barely use them when they're dark and they're crazy. They're stupid. They don't pay any attention. But that flame of error come against me and I knew what it was. And I say, all it was, was a, a wicked witch, a Santa Maria. And I sat across from her. She's on the left side of my brother after he deceased and I'm on the right side. But God uh, endured, uh, allowed me to endure all of it and to stand my grounds. I didn't bend for the enemy to get what they wanted. And yes, even a lot of people say, well, you got to treat them better. No, I don't. I don't treat the devil fair. I don't like the devil. And I, I know who the devil is. And, and that's what we have to do in our lives. We can't pretend, oh, it's going to be all right. Well, God's going to take me through. No, 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 no. He tells us to stand up. Put, put on our shield of faith. Know what we should do. Don't be man and panny about it. Verse 18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Um... Now, especially the, the important shield that we have is the shield of faith, which we ward off the opposition of demonic forces. Some of us uh, ignore demonic forces. We just go right along with them because we, play, we, we, we pretend uh, we don't know the word of God. So when these demonic forces come up uh, with us, and I call them sometimes, they can be very familiar spirits. You have people speaking into your life that don't have the right. If they don't have anything, if they crazy down and out, I do not allow them to speak into your life. All they're doing is giving you a demonic spirit. That's all it is. And it says right here, opposition from demonic demonic forces. We need to bear, be aware of who... Uh, we want the people that we're going, the fishes that we're going out to catch. I'll say the, as a fisher of men, we want the people to be saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all us, all what we want. We want them to be saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, again, let's see, that was verse sixteen. Verse sixteen says, "In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which is your extinguished." To all flaming arrows of evil one. And every time a arrow is shot, it, it can be extingu- extinguished because we have uh the shield of faith. When the soldiers was out on the on, on the on the field in during the Civil War or either on the battlefield back in the biblical days, they had shields. And they would take hold these shields up and they would be able to, when somebody coming up against them with a dagger or something, they were able to take their shields and hold them up and, and to protect themselves. So God's shield of faith will will protect us, keep us at peace, you all. Definitely keep us at peace. Uh, let's see, let's see, one other thing. You know, there are so many people that's lost and in, in darkness all around us. We can see that. We can go to the grocery store, Walmart. We see all of this and we don't think we don't t- t- we don't we should not be where we just turn our heads and ignore them. You don't have to speak to them, but if you have the right connection with God, the right you know you got the spirit of God living in you, you can walk past anybody and, and smile at them and be praying for them at the same time. That's very easy to do. That's what we know what equipment that we have, we're able to do this because if we don't stand up and do something, the whole world going to be full of darkness. They're going to steal your grandchildren, steal your great-grandchildren. It is very important to pay attention to what's going on. Now, uh, we never, uh, we we can't catch any fishes on our own, any fish. There's no way that we can do it on our own. There's no argument that will convert them we, we have to know the word of God. We have to know the armor of God that we have. God will give us the right word to say. And no argument will convert the soul of a darkened mind. Uh, because the God, the, the I'll say the small g, Satan, of this age have blinded the minds of unbelievers. A lot of people are so blind. And sometimes I get to worrying about the ones that say they're Christians. They're so blind that they can't see the light of the gospel. Of the glory of of God, who is the image of of God? Jesus Christ is the image of God. Let's go to Second Corinthians four and four. Second Corinthians four and four. I tell you this lesson's not going to be long. I I like to just get to the point, right to the point. Let's see, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. That's what 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 Only God can, can penetrate darkness and he uses us to do it. You know the little saying, let our light so shine. Um, some of us hide our, our lights under a bushel, one of those little uh, or, or or tin pot or something, and eventually they'll go out. But we're supposed to have our lights so we can say, shine, and they know it's something different about us. That's how you draw people. The Holy Spirit actually do the drawing, and the Holy Spirit will tell you who to when you are able to listen to God. The Holy Spirit will tell you who to approach and not to approach. Uh, see, now the Holy Spirit knows. Which fish are his? God knows which fish are his. Therefore, we at we are to seek his wisdom and his guidance on all our fishing trips. Our prayer is essential; it's a must. A prayer is a must. And you, now, in order to uh, catch the fish, we must offer uh, effective nest, nets. We've got to use an effective type of a net. The God, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ is a debt that, that we use. Those who are perishing and, uh, and and they think that the message of the cross is foolishness to us, to them, but the foolishness is power. But, but uh, the cross is power to us. It's a power. All right, you please mute your phone. You all mute your phone. First Corinthians 1 and 18, 1 through 18. First uh, Corinthians 1 and verse 18, I'm sorry. First Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I don't know any other way. See, when you try to go out and tell somebody about Jesus, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it, they don't know, they don't understand it because their minds are messed up. So the God gives us the wisdom of a way to approach them. The best way to approach anyone that's lost is with love. And it can't be your version of love. it got to be the God's kind of love, the wisdom. God will tell you how to approach those people. When I used to uh, uh, go out into... into uh, uh, the crack houses. I go to the AA meetings and I sit right there with, with with any of the women that were drug addicts. They would ask me, "Come go to the meeting with me." Most of them didn't have no car either, but I had a car. Then I would get them on my car. Get up five o'clock in the morning, and go because that's when they meet. Six o'clock in the morning, get up and go take them there. And they, first thing they know, I, 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 what is that? How they used to say, it? "I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict." <laughs> Crazy viewers would say, "I'm a child of God." Child of the most high king. I'm his daughter. And, and they, they, don't, they don't contradict you. Just listen to it. But we have to have the wisdom of God as to how to open our mouth and what to say. The gospel message has the power to change lives. Uh, uh, the, the light shines into darkness and deliver evil men from hell. This world is full of darkness. And once we let the light shine, which is us, go into a club or whatever. He didn't tell you to go in the club and pick up a drink, but you can just walk through there, uh, sit there a few minutes, but let your light shine. Don't blend in. Don't blend in. When I, when I went to different, uh, meetings with these, these young, the young women, I didn't uh, go in depressed hair all day. I went in with my suit on. I loved to dress. I was a big woman and I loved to dress because I know how to, I sew. I would put me a two-piece suit on, my heels on or whatever. And I would go in, I would go in, not boastful or bragging, but know, knowing that I won't down and out. And you couldn't see down and out on me. I made money then. I had a good, very good job. And I won't poor because you were poor. I won't go sit sit around and and be like you because you depressed and you didn't know who God was. I I had self worth and value. I knew who I was, and that's how we should be. If we're going to go fishing, you got to have the right equipment to do. You can't catch no fish doing the same thing they're doing. You can't catch no fish doing the same thing the fish doing. You can't get down a swim a catfish that said lives in dirty, nasty water. You can't get down in the dirty, nasty water and try to catch a fish with catfish with your hand. We have to have the right kind of net. And it said, "Now I, I, I think it's Roman one and 16. Roman one and sixteen. It said, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone that believes, for the Jew, and for the Gentile also." Romans six. One and sixteen. This was Jesus' message to Peter and Andrew: Follow me, learn of me, know and understand my mission and my message. Only then will you be able to be fisher of men. Jesus said to to his disciples. Those the first, the first two was Peter and Andrew. He said, Follow me, learn of me, know and understand my mission. And my message. Only then will you be able to be fisher of men. And he's saying that to us today. And I read it again. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God. That brings salvation to everyone who believes. First the Jew. Then to the Gentiles. And I keep saying. Understand what the word of God means. If you don't understand it, you ask the Spirit of God, ask God to give you wisdom. He'll do that. He'll give it to you, but you've got to be bold enough. If you want to be able to go out and tell somebody about Jesus, you've got to have wisdom. You've got to know who Jesus is. You just can't tell them on some of this old garbage. This is a new generation, but the Word of God does not change. And so for those that's going out thinking they're going to change what the Word of God says in order to bring these people in, it's not going to work. God never changes. We we said that we looked at that last week. He doesn't change, and his his message does not change. And he God gives us the wisdom to be able to reach any type of ear, anyone that's in darkness, because this is the way He's going to do it. We can't do it our way. We have to do it the way that God said do it. We we God said what we have to do first. I got to believe in Jesus. 99, 99% of the addicts or even the everyday person, they got a problem with Jesus. Most of all, with our culture, they got a problem with Jesus because they think Jesus was a white man. That's where our, our our hindrance come up when we try to tell some about it. God will give you the wisdom as to what to say in in all in all the time. And I, that's a whole other lesson, but I wanted to encourage you. He said, learn of me. Know and understand my mission and message. We have to understand for the whole purpose. Why did Jesus come? When we know that, we're able to tell somebody. But we can't tell nobody when we don't understand why he came. One reason he came because uh, there was nobody that could stand up. The world was told worse than what it was. Now I say worse when we don't know how bad it was, It was bad. And, and God said, anybody, who, who want to go, anybody? And he could not find anybody. But in the Bible, it says that he sent himself, but he sent his son. Him and his son were one. That's what the Bible tells us. So he sent his son down here so that now you don't have to go through man. We don't have to go through man as in the Old Testament and take him a goat or dove or whatever and ask him to go to the Father. We have access to the Father ourselves. All we got to do is believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on the cross for us. He went down in hell for 24 hours. or Three days, they say three days, whatever. He went down. God to give you the understanding of that. He went down, took the keys from Satan and... And he came, got out, came back, and he came down. He walked around the earth for about forty days, and then he went home to sit with his father. And that's if, but a lot of people are blinded; they can't see it. And when they can't see it, that's when we have to pray, y'all. We have to pray and ask God to give them understanding. That's, that's all we we have to do. Let's look at Matthew eleven and twenty nine. At, uh, Matthews 11 and 29. Matthews 11 and 29 Jesus says, "Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. We all have a soul, but when we understand who Jesus is, he'll teach us. He is a humble person and he's a gentle person. He'll teach us how to be humble and, and, and t- to be gentle. When you go out there and try to te- uh, catch these fish, you go out and you're trying to get a homeless person to come to Jesus and you're trying to t- tell them about Jesus and they're sitting there in a tent, dirty, nasty, and hungry. I don't want to hear about no Jesus that I'm hungry. and ain't got no place to lay my head. And when you get to doing your gibberish, you're going to go home and lay down in the bed. God would give us the humility to be able to talk to people, relate with people. And, and as, as we're doing this, you all, uh, we know who, who God is in our life. We're able to reach the lost. We can't reach the lost by taking an awful, awful way on. We have to be able to know it in our heart who Jesus is and just to be able to spread the gospel. That's what Acts 1 and 8 told us that we're supposed to go out. We're supposed to go out, I call it real shit, real quick, I always say the highways and byways and all of that, that's what we're supposed to go. But Acts 1 and 8 tells us where we're supposed to go, real, real easy. Uh, There's a way, we, we have to be able to reach people. This is a dying world, a dark world, dark, dark, dark world. And as the old cliche say, we can go out and feed them. But we just feed them for that little period of time. We can feed them all day and night. And just a meal a day or or for a a week. But if you teach them how to get their own fish. How to get their own food. That'll help them for the lifetime. If we teach them about Jesus. If we we can let our light so shine. They want to know. Well why are you like this? First of all don't say well I got a job or whatever. I said I would tell them. Because I love God. A lot of times I would talk to these women that have been abused and they think they're supposed to sit in these households with these old dirty, nasty men, mean and evil. In, in corporate office, I could tell you all some stuff, and, and, but when I get to talking about, it, sometimes I cry because I ran across so many corporate women that was ignorant. Ignorant, 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 ignorant. In some of these churches, they're blind. You're not teaching anything. But if you don't have to wait just for the pastor to give you something, if you're not able to read, as I said before, all you got to do is get a Bible app that can read it to you. When you read it to you and you know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that Son of God, and He died for you, His Spirit comes into you. The Spirit of God lives in you, and you are able to ask God to give me understanding. Give me understanding. Help me do this. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Ask, and he'll give it to you. All you can do is ask him. But you got to believe that Jesus is His Son first, in order for us to get there. And, and like I'm going to end the lesson. I, I end the lesson, and I, I, I love God. I don't know how else to say it. I, I love Him, and I've been through a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. My roots may be different than a lot of your roots are because I grew up in a community where uh, it was a Pentecostal community and I call it a holiness community. I grew up, I don't know nothing else but say I grew up and when I was in my mother's womb, that's all, that's all that was said. That's all the people that she was around, holy people. But when I came out of her womb and as, as I grew up, God changed changed my assignment. He gave me a new assignment than what I wanted to do. He gave me a new assignment. A new assignment was to go out and be fisher of men, and I know I'm a fisher. And I've always been a fisher of men. I've even in high school I was able to get along with people. I have no problem get along with people. I could walk up and talk to anybody. Because I I don't think I'm Lord. God does not make us low. All he wants to give us, that. what you say, the holy boldness? When we got the spirit of God in it, he gives us boldness. He gives us power. He gives us power to go with somebody down and out and sick. He'll tell you, lay hands on them. I don't have a problem with that. Are you able to do that? Lay hands and, and pray with them. I found out over the years that people that say they're praying, they ain't praying because they ain't qualified, but I don't say it in their face, I know you ain't qualified, God allows, give me grace and, and wisdom to know, shut your mouth up and keep walking, let them say they pray, but you know, a lot of the prayers that some folks do that bounce off the ceiling, you are. I'll be very honest with you, I don't know no other way to say it, we don't have to confront them, we don't have to argue with them, we say, okay, that's what you want to believe, thank you. You go ahead on. I love you too. And say it not aggro- not not, not uh, boastily. Uh, uh, we have to love people. We may not like them, but that's our job. God tells us we got to love them no matter what. We got to love them. And if you don't love them, you're in deep trouble. You're not able to, you're not doing the work of the Lord when you have the Spirit of God living. And I keep saying it over and over and over when the Spirit of God living in you, there is nothing you can't do. Nothing you can't do when you have the spirit of God living in you, and I, I I'm going to, uh, I've shut the uh, thing off. Let's see here.